there and welcome to A Blessing in Divorce and our very first episode. My name is Elizabeth Parsons and I'm your host. I'm a mother of four grown sons and stepmom to three. I'm also the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be a member of, but the best one if you're going through separation and divorce. Whether you are in the contemplation phase or actually separated or have completed the whole divorce, this show is for you. Regardless of where you're at, you likely want to feel happy again, confident, and possibly even have a healthy and loving relationship again one day. Today, let's get to know each other a bit better and chat about how you can get started on your healing journey. Welcome back to my very first episode of this brand new podcast, A Blessing in Divorce. I spent way too much time thinking about what I should talk about today. You know, what is the first thing you want to know? What is the thing that will help you today, that will make you feel better today? You know, if you're listening to this, you're most likely going through a separation or divorce or um, a breakup of some kind. And first, I want you to know that you've come to a safe space. Here we heal. Here I will hold space for you so that you can learn from us, meaning myself and my clients, Um, as I will be sharing their experiences here with you. Healing from a breakup or the end of a marriage or relationship is really hard. There are so many feelings involved. We have given so much of ourselves. We feel such a loss. And whether you were the one who chose to leave or if the other person chose to, there's still a loss. There's still grief. There's still pain, possibly anger, frustration, lots of big emotions. No matter what, you need to heal. Whether you're healing from things that have happened recently, like possibly an affair or some abuse, or maybe you need to heal from years of not honoring yourself and your boundaries or years of not feeling connected to a person and that you let go of yourself in that effort to keep things together. There's pain in all of us that we carry with us in our lives. And I'm not trying to say that this podcast will solve all of that or heal all of that pain. What I have really learned from my clients and the work I do with them, it's not so much about getting rid of pain. Healing is about learning to live with some of the pain, to find learning in it. And yes, some of it we will be able to let go of and it just goes away. In the going away, you are reborn. It is an incredible journey of self-discovery and, you know, a rebirth of sorts. It's the experience that I had and it is the invitation to experience that that I would like to share with you here on A Blessing and Divorce. You know, you listen to that phrase and it was so perfect when actually one of my sons came up with that name because it's exactly the work that we do here. We help you find that silver lining, that light, that opening for you to go through and actually recreate a new life for yourself that really honors who you are, a place where you can live fully as yourself, not be small, not dim your light, not pretend that you're okay. It is my absolute wish for you that you can now heal and by doing so, start to live a life that is much more true to yourself, that is an expression of who you really are. In my opinion, that's true healing and that is growth. When we come from a place of self-love, we can see our pain and allow it to teach us lessons and to remind us of where we've been, but we no longer let it run our lives. 
right now your pain is probably so overwhelming your memories your inner dialogue your anger you know those big feelings they are running your life they're running the show for you in the beginning and for quite a while and they keep popping up they get triggered and they rear their heads again and suddenly your day basically goes to shit and that's gonna happen that's gonna happen to everyone though all through life what would be wonderful is to heal to a point where you see the trigger feel the trigger it starts to come at you and you're able to go oh i see you and say but i don't want to hang out with you right now i see you i understand why this trigger why you're showing up pain and i'm going to let go of you i'm going to ask you to go back into the shadow and i'm going to check myself and do something loving so that I can move forward without the pain. That's healing and that's moving forward. And moving forward is a big part of my focus with my clients. They come to me and they say things like, I just want to feel happy again. I want peace. I don't want to feel the way I feel now. They say all kinds of things like that. And I've taken it as my life's work to to help them make that a reality, to move them forward, which means that I don't spend a lot of time with them in the past. We just go back there to learn to find a lesson and move forward. It's so easy to fall into regret if we spend too much time focusing on what happened in the past. And the other thing that happens when we're really focused on the past is that we become victims to it. We become victims to our pain and to the things that happened, the things that were said. You may be feeling or realizing that you were manipulated, controlled, that your feelings were not honored in your relationship. It doesn't feel good to realize that. It can make us angry at ourselves for allowing it. It makes us angry at the person who treated us that way. It leaves us feeling really hurt that they didn't feel we deserved better. All of these thoughts keep us in that place though. It keeps us victim to those things that happened, those things that were said. And there's work that needs to be done there. And that's not work that I can really do here on the podcast with you. But I want you to know that moving away from that is not saying that what they did is okay. It's not saying that you have forgotten it. It's not saying that it doesn't matter. Moving away from the pain and letting go of it controlling you means you become free. Free to feel better. Free to heal. Free to find peace and freedom and love. Love for yourself first and then maybe love for others. Moving away from the past opens the door to the future. And I really want to guide you through that door. When I went through my divorce, I certainly spent months dwelling on the affair, dwelling on, you know, what they were doing. How could he have done this to me, to us, to our family? You know, how could he have disregarded the years we spent together? How could, you know, I could go on and on with those questions. And I'm sure you've asked yourself so many questions like that, whether there was an affair or something else. And while we do need to spend time asking those questions and finding the answers, if there isn't an answer, then move on. If the answer is, I don't know why they did that, which was where I got to, then I realized I had to let go of it. I had to let go of the questions. The questions were keeping me in the past, in the pain, under the control of what he had done. And I didn't want to be there anymore. I also recognized that living in the past or still sitting with those questions also allows you to receive the support and love and um, validation, the understanding that you need right now. And I fully understand that. 
moving away from that and saying, I'm no longer going to spend time talking about those things. I'm not going to go there anymore. I'm not going to dwell on the past anymore means letting go of some of that. And that can feel very lonely because you no longer have your partner. And now people might think that you're okay and they stop being sympathetic and they stop rallying around you and they say to themselves, oh, you're doing better. That's great. And that might feel like a loss as well. And this is where I want to introduce you to the idea that you actually are enough, that you knowing what happened is enough. You deciding to move away from it is your growth and your strength and your courage. And you not needing validation is you loving yourself in such a big way. It's you saying that I know what happened is wrong. I know I didn't deserve it. And whatever anyone else says does not make that true or untrue. I know my truth. And that is good enough. Sit with that for just a moment and feel the strength of that, the power and the freedom, the freedom of not needing anything from anyone. It pulls you it frees you from anyone's control. Now you can move forward. Now you can start to create the life that you really want for yourself. I run a Facebook group for almost 8,000 women. And I would, if you are not in it, I welcome you to join us. On the day of recording this episode, there was a woman in the group who posted that she was hurting, as they all are. And she shared that, I know you're going to tell me that I'll be okay but I'm not going to be. And she said, I know you're going to tell me that I've got this, but I don't. And she just expressed such pain and despair. And I can understand why she felt that way. I have felt the same way. And you might be feeling that way as well. You might not be ready to hear that you can move forward. And I just want you to know that that's okay as well. You might be thinking, I can't do it. It's not possible for me to stop hurting. I want my marriage back. I want my partner back. I want the life I had back. And I hear that. I hear that from my clients too, my coaching clients that I work with one-on-one. And what I suggest to them is to sit with those feelings for a bit, but to also ask themselves, and I invite you to ask the same, what you want, what you miss, the partner, the relationship, the marriage, the life, was it anymore what you miss? What I mean is when a marriage ends, it doesn't end out of the blue. Things might have been troubled for a while. Maybe there's been fighting or distance or just growing apart. When we really are honest with ourselves, I think you'll find that it's been a long time since your partner was the person you fell in love with. And it's probably also been quite a while since the marriage was what made you really happy, that it has felt difficult or challenging for some time, months, maybe even years. Typically, when we go through this, what we miss is something that was a long time ago. We miss the person we fell in love with. We miss the life that we first created for ourselves. And we miss the dreams that we shared and had together. What is hurting so badly hasn't existed for a long time. Understanding that makes it a little bit easier to loosen the grip on wanting it back. What you're asking to have back is what was there in the weeks and months leading up to the end. The person that your partner has become didn't happen when the end happened. He or she has been that way for a long time. They've been hurting you for a while. Maybe you've been hurting each other because you haven't been getting along and you've been fighting and saying things to each other that were no longer kind and loving. Maybe your time together is done. Maybe this wasn't meant to be your forever relationship. I know that's a kind of a big mind-blowing thought 
and it might be too big to really get your head around right now. So just focus on the first things I said. And all I really invite you to do today is to try to imagine or even to say the marriage I had, the marriage I loved, it doesn't exist anymore. The partner I fell in love with and wanted to spend the rest of my life with doesn't exist anymore. And that makes you very sad and heartbroken. And that's okay, of course. And there might be a little part of you that misses that forever. And that's okay too. That doesn't mean you can't be happy. That doesn't mean you can't find love again. And it doesn't mean that life will never be that good again. Accepting what's happened doesn't mean that you agree with it or that you want it. It just means that you are saying, this is happening. Whether I like it or not, I accept that it is happening. That simple phrase allows you to also say, what can I do to help myself now? What can I do to feel a little happier? I guess at this point, I feel that it is my place to tell you or to suggest some steps you can take or something that you can do. And I'm going to start with you and self-care. And I'm sure you've heard self-care is so important when you're going through this. And it is. It really is. And you might be thinking, what even is self-care? Like, how do I even do that? I can barely get out of bed in the morning. I can barely get through the day. How am I supposed to practice self-care? Well, self-care can be really simple. And I think it's because we overcomplicated that it seems like this big thing that we now have to do that we don't want to do. Self-care right now could mean having a shower every day. It could mean making a nutritious meal for yourself, going for a nice walk, maybe alone to enjoy a beautiful scenic trail walk or maybe a walk with a friend where you can be yourself and cry and just get that love and compassion that you need right now. I encourage you to seek out friends that are supportive and that are not necessarily rushing you along on your journey of healing but rather allowing you to be where you are. Spending time with someone like that, that's self-care. Maybe it means finding a support group like the Facebook group that I mentioned earlier where you would be surrounded by women virtually that can support you in that way, where you can just say how you feel and it's okay. We all need to do that. We have to get these feelings out of us. There are other self-care steps too that I really always encourage my clients to do, like meditation and journaling. But there's one that they always hear about first. And it's funny, on the, one of my coaching calls, my group coaching calls inside the Rising Free membership, it was just last week. And we had a new member and we were just, you know, helping her along just as I'm talking to you right now. And then one of my clients goes, Elizabeth, you haven't mentioned gratitude. And it was funny because it's usually the first thing I say, but for some reason it had slipped my mind that day. A gratitude practice is an incredible first step towards your healing. It is a huge self-care practice. I can truly say that it was my gratitude practice that pulled me out of that victim. How could he do this to me? You know, why that horrible place of reliving the affair every single day. I started my day every day thinking about that, the affair, them, her, what are they doing, saying, are they laughing at me? And I woke up one day and I thought, this has to stop. I can't start my day like this. And somebody had mentioned gratitude to me. And keep in mind that this is 15 years ago. So there were no Instagram feeds talking about mindset. There was no Facebook group for me to join. So I went off to a bookstore and I bought a book, something like How to Practice Gratitude. It was just a little book. I read the book and I committed to say four things to myself every morning that I'm grateful for. 
For me, they were about the boys, my health. I can't even remember. And doing that really, really helped. Like I can't even begin to explain how much that changed everything for me. It was truly the beginning of me healing and walking away from that pain. So I would say the four things and then I would immediately go downstairs and get started on breakfast and coffee and getting things ready for my kids to go to school. Oh, and there was one more thing I would say to myself. It's a great day until proven otherwise. I'm an optimist and I always have been, but I had stopped saying that for months for obvious reasons. I didn't feel that anymore. But as a result of my gratitude practice, I added that sentence back into my life. It became my morning mantra. It changed the outlook on my whole day. My day started off on the positive. And you might be thinking, that sounds way too simple. There's no way that saying gratitude makes you feel better or makes you happy for the day. And it didn't always last for the whole day, but it certainly started my day off well, which thinking about them did not. And that impacted my life in small increments. It grew. I felt happy longer and longer every day. There were days where I didn't cry. Suddenly that started happening. And then there were days where I did, and that's okay. And I really encourage you or even challenge you to try it. Prove me wrong, why don't you? (laughs) I think you will find that it helps you as well. It can be anything that you're grateful for. You might be thinking to yourself, I can't think of one thing that I'm grateful for. Let me give you some ideas. You could be grateful for your morning coffee, for the comfy bed that you might be in as you wake up. Grateful for your home, your children, your health, this podcast, your job, your friends, your support network, your faith, your spirituality, anything. Just start rattling off things that you're grateful for. And if your day later on just really takes a downturn because of an email or a text or, you know, those things that just throw us into a tailspin, stop yourself and go, wait a second, I am safe. I'm grateful for this, this, and this. You will feel better. You will calm down. The anxiety will loosen its grip just a little. The thing that makes self-care and these little practices so important is that when you decide to do them and you commit to them, you are saying to yourself, I love myself. You're saying to yourself that your healing matters and that you want to feel better. You are sending that signal to your brain that I don't want to feel like this. I want to feel better. And every moment that you do, every moment that you do something for yourself that makes you feel better, your brain, your subconscious brain will start to rewire and go, okay, she doesn't want to feel like that anymore. She wants to start to feel better and it will allow more of those thoughts. It will allow those thoughts to grow and it will be less inclined to pull you back because when you spend your day talking about the past, thinking about the past, dwelling on the past, crying about the past, your subconscious is going, she loves to hang out in this sad place. So I guess we'll keep throwing those thoughts in her way. But by saying to yourself, no, I want to have better thoughts. I'm going to think four, five, or 10 great things right now, things that I'm grateful for. Then you start to rewire that subconscious. Now, I know that positive thinking isn't the answer to everything, and it's not that simple, and it doesn't eliminate trauma from abuse and, you know, what you're feeling and what has happened. But it starts you on the journey of it. It starts to open the door and show you that there is light. And that makes it easier to work through the pain because you know that there is hope. You know that there is light and you know that your life also has goodness in it. And that we need to know when we're going through something that is this dark. 
Healing from divorce or the end of a relationship is hardly ever just about the relationship. It usually is about so much more. It has so much to do with your inner beliefs, your your understanding of yourself, what you believe about yourself. And a lot of that actually comes from our childhood. It's about how we respond to these beliefs and how we see the world, how we see ourselves, determines how we proceed, how we show up in relationships, how we make choices for ourselves. And when we go into a marriage or a relationship or even friendship, we are then met with this other person and their set of beliefs what they believe about the world, about themselves. When problems arise, our inner dialogue ends up running the show. Don't feel worthy. I don't feel that my partner respects me, honors me, loves me, appreciates me. I feel neglected. You might feel that they are projecting something onto you that's their own. You might realize that it is their their trauma, their pain that they're projecting onto you, but it still feels really crappy. And if that person doesn't want to get help, There isn't a whole lot you can do about it. And if you have your own set of limiting beliefs about your worth, your deserving, your ability to to get through this, then it just, it's a recipe for disaster, essentially. Bringing two people together with entirely different life experiences is bound to cause issues. It's how we handle these issues that matters and how we show up for each other and ourselves during times of conflict or difficulty. And those are the things that make or break the relationship. It's also how we see and understand ourselves that impact our lives because it's the only part that we can control. You can only control your reaction, your choices, and your beliefs. What you say to yourself, what you believe about yourself is yours. What they say about you is theirs. And it is your choice whether or not you believe it and take it to heart. So in addition to the gratitude that I suggested earlier, I'd like to suggest one more thing that you might want to try, and that's affirmations. Now, affirmations to me can be very superficial and inefficient because we say things like, I am beautiful, I am worthy, I am whatever. But we don't say it with any feeling or conviction. So when I work with my clients, I always encourage them to put it into a sentence, even a paragraph. I usually encourage them to do this in a journal, And to start off with something like, I am loving. I love my family and I show them love in a beautiful way. And I am a loving person in how I encourage my children to pursue their dreams. And by putting it into a sentence, by making that statement of who you are bigger, it starts to feel good you start to realize that you are a loving person, that you are a beautiful human being, worthy. Just saying I'm worthy in the mirror is not enough because you're probably also saying to yourself, no, I'm not, or I don't feel it. But what if you said, I am worthy. I am worthy of love. I'm worthy of friendship. I'm worthy of happiness. I am worthy of living the life that I want. I'm worthy of freedom and choice and an amazing partner. You know, if you really start getting into all the things that you're worthy of, now you feel it. Now you start to feel some good feeling or emotion or excitement around those things. Now the affirmation is working for you. You will walk away from a journaling session or a mirror session like that feeling better. I promise. So maybe try that as well. And at this point, I want to say to you that I feel truly grateful to be able to be here with you. In the last 15 years since my divorce, I've learned so much from 
my own healing, but also from so many teachers, so many leaders in the world, and now also from my clients. I learn from them every single day. They ask me different questions. They present new problems. They want more choices. And it is truly such a joy to work with them and to learn from them and learn how to help them. I want to share all that learning with you here on this podcast in the shows moving forward. You can probably tell that this isn't a particularly scripted episode. I decided not to do that because I find it easier to share from the heart than to deliver some kind of 10-step protocol for healing. It's not how it works. You know that, I know that. If I could give you 10 steps to healing, I would have done that by now and we'd be done here. But instead, I want to bring you into a space where you can feel what you feel and know that it's okay. We don't judge you. There's no shame. There's just space to feel it and an invitation to feel better, to allow yourself to feel better. Sometimes we actually need permission to do that. We need permission to want to move forward, to want to let go. And I'd like to give you that. You are truly a beautiful human being with so much love in your heart, so much capacity to give and share of yourself. You have, you are a bright light. I know right now it feels like the light is out and maybe it is, but maybe together we can turn it back on and you can once again share your love and your light with the people in your life. We know that you are worthy of that. We know here that you deserve that. And I know that you want that. You want peace, freedom, happiness, joy. I want you to know that all of that is available to you. So if today all you're able to say is, I want that, then that's good enough. Say just that. I want that. I want happiness. I want peace. I want love in my life. I want to turn the light back on. That's what we're going to do here together. I think this is a good place for me to end this episode. But before I go, I want to invite you into a very special community, the Rising Free membership. This is a small group of women just like you who hold space for each other. And we meet every week in the group to heal and support each other. And they allow me to guide them, guide them through dealing with co-parenting, codependency, overcoming patterns of thinking and behavior that they want to let go of and so, so much more. In that group, we turn each other's light back on and I'd like to invite you there. I will share the details about Rising Free below. So until next time, may I ask you to please subscribe and also share this episode with someone else. It's a way for you to turn your light on and allow for more women to find out about this podcast so that we can do this together. Even though we're not in person, knowing that we're all here listening together, I am talking to you, you specifically. That's energy, vibration, and I am sending you so much love and light. And I thank you for being here with me today. And until next week, I wish you a beautiful day. And that's a wrap. The first episode of A Blessing in Divorce is done. I want to quickly mention that the Rising Free community I spoke about is an online community. I said in person and what I mean is on Zoom. All the information is below. I will see you next week. Thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for yourself. And I look forward to spending time with you again very soon.